Jesus Christ, that's Jason Bourne. James Francis Bryant. Iowa. Sheldon Willis. A lot of gaming commission. Francois Pinot. Captain of the Me, sir? I don't know who I am! I'm a botanist. I'm a Texas Ranger. I am a traveler in both time and space. Impersonating practically anybody. I do like their math. Hello, everybody, and welcome to... I don't know why I did such a dramatic pause. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Signways, your favourite show all about the peaks and valleys. Your favourite va- show. Your favourite show. Just in uh, general, all eight of you. There's like 11. Not this week. Oh no. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. We'll get there later. Yeah. Uh, your favourite show, oh, fuck me, and I've got that in my head. A show about the peaks and valleys of Mac Damon's career and the Hollywood system in general. I am one of your hosts. Hannah, with me as always, my friend, Sean. Hello. And this week... This is a movie. This is a... George, <laughs> you fucking Nepo baby, which I discovered watching this movie. Oh, really? Yeah, it turns out George Clooney's aunt is like a big sitcom star. Oh, wild. They, they, he name drops her in this movie. Oh, really? Yeah, and I was like, what? And my parents <laughs> were like, yeah, he's a Nepo baby. And I was like, nanny? In fairness, if you're going to make a movie like this about a sitcom star in the 60s and your aunt is a sitcom star for around then... But it's not even about a sitcom star. It's just about a funky little guy. Just the the film Confessions of a Dangerous Mind, directed Uh by George Clooney, written by Andy Kaufman, starring Charlie Charlie Kaufman. Fuck me. Andy Kaufman is the Jim Carrey one. (laughs) Written by Charlie Kaufman, uh, starring Sam Rockwell, George Clooney, Julia Roberts, Drew Barrymore, and Rutger Howard. Fucking stellar cast. Such a great cast Mm -hmm. for a movie. That made me feel like I was taking acid. Yeah. Like a movie uh-huh. that I, I have no idea that's, how I feel. That's Charlie Kaufman for you. I, I know it is. Um, before we talk about, like, I think we're going to do, we always kind of pick a topic to talk about besides Matt when it's like a very Matt-less movie. Matt is in. Oh, Matt is in this for like a half pan, a second. A pan. Yeah. Of like, I thought we had missed him. For so I long. I did too, yeah. For so long. And then he appears and I watched this with my dad and he went, is that fucking it? And I was yeah. like, yes it is. I sent the exact same message to Hannah earlier because I watched this today. Matt and Brad at the same time, just... Bachelor Matt, Matt, Bachelor Brad. Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> a movie that's... We'll talk about Charlie Kaufman and George. 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 <laughs> uh, hey, another Miramax movie. We're so nearly out of the Miramax era, I feel. <laughs> yeah. I hope. Harvey, why? Like Weinstein. Weinstein. <laughs> <laughs> this movie is... Yeah, that's what that movie, this movie is this like. This movie is. This movie yeah. is. Um, but before we talk about uh, the movie, we like to do a little media section. Yeah. Because Sean and I are too busy as people... And uh, we don't have time to talk about other media, let alone consume other media. Hey. <laughs> it's going to be very short this week, I feel. I've got things to talk about. Sean does have things to talk about. Yeah. Firstly, he has to talk about... <laughs> Two episodes of Girls. Because Sean <laughs> was so fucking tired last week. Yeah, I that just you completely got, forgot. You forgot the born identity confused with Skyfall. <laughs> I've kind of not forgiven you girls. For- <laughs> I can't believe you got them confused. Look, it's so. When we realized that halfway through the episode, I think we went. It was oh. only the section in the house. That was it. The rest of it, I was joking about. <laughs> um, yes, Sean had to watch two episodes of Girls, your yeah. favorite show. Uh huh. Another thing, we got spoiled for Sex in the City movie one before 
before we talk about girls, we got spoiled in the, what happens in Sex and the City movie one. Yeah. I'm fucking livid. Angry. You just got to catch up so we can watch I, it. I'm, Sean, I'm so busy. <laughs> you know this. <laughs> Me too. Um, and yet I watched two episodes of Girls today. <laughs> Correcting tests while I was doing it. I feel like that's the optimal thing to be doing yeah. watching girls. How was how was the first episode of Girls? We're on what, episode five now. I'm on like episode six or seven. Nine. Oh wow, you're nearly eight finished season one. I think I think it was episode seven and eight today. Okay. Um, first one was uh, the girls go to what they think is going to be the best party of all time. Okay, that sounds and like a fun concept for an episode. This episode did something that really annoyed me it made you laugh no no it didn't um adam driver's character yeah is a completely new character now oh fuck did they rewrite him they just like they have decided that they needed to make him somewhat likable okay so he's just entirely different now but didn't they do well is it because i've not watched girls i've been Mm. safe from it but the little bit i have seen you only ever see him interact with hannah no, it's when he's interacting with her as well. But didn't she do that big confession where she was like, fuck you, you don't get to treat me like this anymore, and they like got back together? Uh, he was exactly the same after that. Oh, okay. So, oh wait, yeah. so they've just completely done a 180 with his it's character? Ju- it's just for the party. They've just like made him nice now. In public? Uh, there's like one or two bits in the next episode where he's a bit of a dickhead in public. Um, but like, he's... He's just a completely different character. Yeah, functionally. Interesting. Yeah. You're going to have a little bit of Chuck Bass syndrome, you think? No, he does um, non-consensually pee on <laughs> Lena Dunham, uh, which is weird. I didn't like it, but that's in the next episode. Okay. Um, I liked the first episode of these two a lot more than the second episode yeah. because uh, Shoshana was in it and I like her. I think she's funny. Yeah. Uh, she accidentally smokes crack at the party <laughs> and she's just losing her mind and that was quite good. <laughs> that um, sounds really funny. Yeah. The English one from Sex Education, yeah. I can't. She's either Marnie or Jessa. I can't remember which one. Um, she like meets. She invite. She gets a random text saying, "Hey, do you want to meet up tonight?" And she's yeah. like, "I don't know who this is from. Yeah, I'm just gonna invite them to the party." And it turns out to be the dad of the family that she's babysitting <laughs> oh, for. No, and she's like trying to trying to get with him throughout the night. But then when he reciprocates a little bit, she's like, no, I'm not doing this. Okay. Um, I mean, like, a weird situation to be in. I can understand why she'd yeah. be like, hang on a second. I actually don't. I'm not into this, actually. And so as far as I can tell, that plot is now just gone. Okay. I did also notice something really weird in this episode, actually. What? Um, from what I can tell, it seems that most of the side characters, like who aren't the core girls. Mm-hmm. Are like their character names are their actor names. Interesting. Because Adam Driver's character is called Adam. Yeah. And Catherine Hahn's character is called Catherine. Interesting. And then I don't know the other actors' names and I couldn't, I didn't look them up. Yeah. It's weird that it happened twice. It's almost like it's intentional. No. No. <laughs> Girls is just one of those shows which is like, I'm still, 
I wonder if like if Adam's driver's character now is a completely new character, why people are such a fan of like of that cat like him and of as that an actor, if that makes sense. Because sure. like if Adam Driver was just playing like an absolute dickhead for like four seasons of girls or five seasons of girls, I don't understand then why like Adam Driver becomes the big star that he is. Yeah. You know? Because um, like I feel like if you're that new of an actor, it's very hard to like get over the I played a famous dickhead. Yeah. Yeah. But then he does become a Skywalker, so I feel like that helps. True. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then the the second episode yeah. is the one I really want to talk about. Okay. Because something fucking crazy happens. Someone in showed episode. up. Shows up in this episode. So it's something to do with this podcast. The main no, it's nothing to do with this podcast. Thank God. So the main focus of the second episode is uh, Lena Dunham and Adam Driver are back together now and he's a new person and it's just how their relationship works and I hate it because I don't like Lena Dunham in this show. Yeah. Um, is this a good soup episode? I don't fucking remember. Okay, go. Um, but, side plot, uh, Jessa and Marnie are like... The Nosh, yeah, the English, the one, English uh, one and her I think cousin. they're cousins or something. No, they're not cousins. I hope they're not cousins. Why? Do they get together? What? So, what happens is, right, they're like out kind of commiserating um, the not English one uh, breaking up their boyfriend. Finally. Yeah. And... The English one throughout the whole thing is like, oh, you're, you know, you're a beautiful, strong, independent woman. You should be getting back out there. And they're at this bar and somebody buys them a drink. Okay. Like, so across the bar. Okay. And um, they're like, oh, thank you, but we didn't, we didn't order this. And the, the bar bartender's like, oh, no, it's from that, the, the businessman at the end of the, the end of the bar. Yeah. And there's this, like, guy in his, like, 60s or something in a suit sitting there, like, staring into a whiskey. And they're like, oh, uh, okay. Free drinks, though. Uh. But then he gets up, and you see the guy sitting beside him is, like, waving over at them, and it's Chris O'Dowd. Are you telling me Chris O'Dowd is in this fucking show? Yes. He's doing an American accent, and it's terrible. He's not good at those. No, and he's playing a, um... This must be around the time fucking Bridesmaids came out. Yeah, it must have been. Um, But he's playing, like, a fucking venture capitalist, um like stockbroker guy and he is yeah this is when bridesmaid oh, came out 2011 I, I could not get over the fact that it was chris o'dowd it was so wild to me it's like i grew up watching him on fucking moon boy i was about to say moon boy yeah it's exactly boy. yeah 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 and then he like brings the two of them back to his apartment and tries to have a threesome but then the two of them start making out and they leave then, I feel like if you're Chris O'Dowd's in your show, you just let him be Irish. An yeah, Irish venture. Ca- he's and, so bad at doing the American accent. But he's just like, he's just so strongly from fucking like, where is he from? He Is he from Roscommon? No, he's from Boyle. Like no he's such, he's, he's from Boyle, which is like, if you're not Irish, like it, it's kind of middle Ireland. Like mm. I'm trying to think of a comparison for like America. I don't know. I don't know. American ge- geography. geography. I was about to say geometry. Geometry. Yeah. Well, it's probably different as well. Yeah. Like he's so like I feel like an Irish venture capitalist is funnier than just to, like an American stockbroker lad. Sure. Yeah. You know. He's such a dickhead in it, but he's like intentionally a dickhead. Yeah. Um, do you know the funny thing with Chris O'Dowd is that yeah. 
Um, my brother, when he was living in Boston, it was the same year that Bridesmaids came out, mm-hmm. and everyone thought he was Chris O'Dowd. Uh, what? <laughs> yeah. He does not look like... He does not look like Chris O'Dowd. He does no. not have the same accent as Chris O'Dowd. He's about 20 years young, or about 10 years younger than Chris O'Dowd. Damn. He got so many tips. <laughs> he got so many tips. Hell yeah. The fact it's fucking Chris O'Dowd. I can't get over that. Mm. That's insane. I couldn't either. Uh, and that's my girls' book report for for this week. You think you'd nearly be done with girls if you hadn't lost that bet? Yeah, I'm I sorry. shouldn't have made that bet. Yeah, that was a mistake. It was. Uh huh. What has Chris O'Dowd been up to? Not much recently. He's probably just been doing stand up and stuff, right? I don't think he's a stand up. He does do stand up. Does he? I think so. I thought that's probably. Are you not sure you're getting him confused with someone else? I mean, I know David O'Doherty does as well, and they're the same guy. No, they're not. Yeah, they are. Uh, what has he been up to? Not Filmography. Much. He, he was in a film called Slumberland in 22. Hey, same. Uh, <laughs> mood. Uh, he is a voice on Big Mouth. Oh, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> like, so he's it, getting his fucking money. It's such a weird year to look at, like, film, like, film stars' filmographies from, like, 2020 onwards. Mm. Because, like, a lot of them were just like, yeah, I'm not working when COVID is a thing, which yeah. is super reasonable. And then the strike happened. So they're like, they're going to have these massive weird gaps yeah. in their, like, film careers when you're like, ooh, what's going on there? And you're like, a, a pandemic and then a strike. Yeah. You know. And then working on Big Mouth. <laughs> Big Mouth's a show that, like, uh, confounds... I don't understand why it exists. I don't either. I don't understand why it's popular. I don't think it is. It must be. Netflix would have cancelled that shit ages ago I reckon. I reckon Nick Kroll has some blackmail material on them. Isn't John Mulaney in that show as well? Probably. Like, it must... There must be just such a strong demographic that hate watch that show. Yeah, yeah. Um... Something I didn't hate watch, I sleepy watched, was A Haunting in Venice, the new uh, new Kenneth Branagh Poirot starring Michelle Yeoh. Hell yeah. Um, Wait, Michelle Yeoh? Michelle Yeoh. 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 Tina Fey, so I was hoothering and hollering. Nice. Just doing like a 1920s like gangster accent the entire time. (laughs) Um, Hell yeah. This is the ultimate, I'm very tired and I need to watch a movie movie. Mm. Um, oh, Jamie Dornan is in it as well. Yeah, because you meant to go and see Saltburn. Right? I went to go see Saltburn, but we got we had Thanksgiving on Saturday. Yeah. 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 I was up till four a.m. looking after Sean. I was unwell. He was very unwell. Yeah. Yeah, and then I had to get up at. I think I woke up at nine o'clock because my friend was coming to visit, and she had agreed to meet her granny at half eleven. Uh-huh. about an hour away from my house and I was like in order to get there we'll need to get up at nine so I got maybe four hours sleep and then mm-hmm. I was fucking wired I was doing so okay you and Maddie were not doing no, okay no we were not um, I woke up Sean up and I was like I'm sorry buddy you need to go now I was like what no <laughs> and you were like huh ah. <laughs> um, so I had a very fun time that movie is a perfect it's on Disney plus it is about Poirot, who's very sad because of the war or something, who's given up uh, being a little detective. And then Tina Fey is no. like, yeah, he's quit. He's retired. Fuck. And then Tina Fey is like, I've got a way. I, I need you just to be Poirot and um, prove something wrong because I found a psychic that's like perfect. Or like it's an actual psychic. Um, so then he goes to like a seance for this like op in this like abandoned plateau in Venice. And it's like an hour and a half, maybe two hours long perfect for 
a perfect Sunday night movie. Nice. Poirot is a delight. I love him. <laughs> I haven't seen any of the Kenneth Branagh so Poirot films. The first one is like, I watched it in a cinema and I was like, this is okay. This is fine. Mm. It was one of those movies that like, I don't like talking in movies, but it's like, you need to talk and watch these movies if that makes sense. Yeah. Like they're kind of perfect. You're figuring out what the mystery is, father. Sure. The second one does have Gal Gadot and Army Hammer in it. Oh, no. <laughs> As a couple. Fucking nightmare blunt rotation. <laughs> and it came out like around the time all that shit was going down. Jesus. And some fucking atrocious CGI. But again, it's like a fun time. Sure. Oh, I think, who else is your man? Russell Brand is also in that movie. Oh, no. <laughs> like genuine nightmare blunt rotation of a film. I... But again, like perfect sunday night let's throw a movie on and like you don't need a super focus but it's fun to focus i think the the order goes murder on the Orient express haunting in venice and then a death on the nile yeah um a death on the nile the cgi is so bad oh really because it's like it's like meant to be a cruise ship on the nile in the 1920s so obviously the nile is probably so built up now mm-hmm. so everything has to be cgi sure um and also came out around i think they finished it in covid so, like, there's bits that they would have done, like, second unit shooting on the Nile that they had to just CGI, CGI sure. and it's yeah. bad. Um, um, one thing I lo- I've never seen any of these movies. I love that Kenneth Branagh is basically using his, like, Disney money yeah. to pay to make these. Because, like, before Murder on the Orient Express, he did Thor, he did Jack Ryan Shadow Recruit, and he did Cinderella. <laughs> then, but also, like... Kenneth Branagh is a filmmaker is a fucked up filmography yeah yeah it's like I I just love that he he seems to be on this you know a couple for them a couple for me mentality but he did like Belfast which is like definitely like a movie for him I feel yeah 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 Uh, but before that he did fucking Artemis Fowl (laughs) (laughs) Uh, directed and not, produced we are not doing a Kenneth Branagh director f- series what if we did a Kenneth Branagh actor series he's in 109 movies <laughs> never fucking much. he is the voice of Miguel in uh, Road to El Dorado oh don't tell me that and he's in Five Children and It let's see how many movies oh no we can't we would have to watch so fucking... many so many Harry Potters we'd only have to watch one he's only in one of them um we would, however, have to watch Infinity War. He's in Oppenheimer? He was Niels Bohr in Oppenheimer. Yeah. Whoa, I did not recognize him in that. Holy shit. Maybe we'll do a Kenneth Branagh series. Not for... No. 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 Please. I don't want to watch... Um, you don't want to watch Hamlet? I don't want to watch Wild Wild West. <laughs> yes, you do. Yeah, I do, actually. You do Never want to mind. watch Wild Wild West. Don't fucking lie to me, Sean. Yeah. Don't piss on my leg and tell me it's raining. One of my favorite expressions. Um, Damn, just like um, excuse me, Adam Driver, Driver did in uh, fucking Girls. I can't tell how many movies uh, Kenneth Branagh has been in. Uh, he's directed 25 movies. Sure. He directed the original Thor. Yeah. Oh, wow. That uh, Artemis Fowl movie. Fucking Artemis Fowl. Nightmare of a film. Uh, uh, I haven't seen it. I kind of... I want to and I don't because I love those books so much. Yeah, I I watched it with the boys and we like met an event out of it. We watched like there was some PlayStation live stream reveal thing happening where they showed off one of the new Final Fantasy trailers. So we all got together for that. And afterwards we got a load of 
Cannes and sat down to watch Artemis Fowl. Yeah. But I didn't have Disney Plus at the time. Okay. So you pirated um, it. I pirated it. But the pirate copy I had was fucked up. So the last like maybe 15 minutes were played at four times speed. And so we got to we got to the end of the film and it just zoomed through it and we were like, you know what? I don't need to know. That I means- don't need to know what those last 15 minutes were. It's such a weird move because like I remember because I've met Owen Cole for like twice at like Book of X. I was a I've mass- met him once. Yeah. yeah. He's a really nice guy. He's really cool. Yeah. yeah. But he did like, he was like, yeah, I this movie was trying to be made for so long. The original Holly was Saoirse Ronan. Yeah. Because she was a child. Yeah. Um, there is like, I think, I don't know how that they do the kidnapping plot in that movie because a woman does functionally get kidnapped for that entire movie. They just do it that. <laughs> yeah, she just does get kidnapped. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> is he a little rat bastard child as Artemis Fowl or no? Yeah, he's more like precocious child. No, genius. he has to be a little rat he's bastard. Not, he's not as much of a rat bastard as I But that's what to. makes him so endearing. Yeah. Butler is a very big man though. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like those movies can't be made by Disney. Because no, they're just they so Irish. Yeah. And they're so, like, of their time Irish as well. Mm. Um, Mulch Diggums. <sighs> oh, oh, fuck, who plays him in the movie again? But it, it's horrific. It's. I it's heard not, it's, like, it's quite not, racist from what I've heard. The, I, I have scrubbed most of it from my memory. Um, Artemis Fell cast. It's, like, fucking Josh Gad. Oh, that's not Mulch. That's not my Mulch Diggums. Yeah. Yeah, uh... What a sentence to say. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and that's... It's a a bad movie. Don't don't watch it. But the movie Sean watched when he was a very EP on Sunday (laughs) was This Is Spinal Tap. Fuck yeah. Um, There was like a meeting on in my house on Sunday, like for most of the day. Oh God, really? Yeah. Um, it was like a, so you like, wandered in at midday and was like, hello. I wandered down at midday, saw that they were getting set up for a meeting, was offered a position on committee, told them to fuck off and went back to I'm bed. I'm so proud of you for saying yeah. no to something. <laughs> yeah. After that, we like a couple of folks stayed around and we got a book ton of Indian food and watched This Is Spinal Tap and it was great. That's a banging film that's one of those um I, I think matthew referred to it as the sean canon that's that's one of the like f- films that are fundamental to my sense of did humor. you watch it as like a kid and stuff yeah 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 my dad loves it so i, I watched it when i was a kid mm-hmm. um great movie shout out to stonehenge <laughs> this is what prompted them watching it it came up like a yeah. few weeks ago we were hanging out with friends and Three of them were just like, Stone Edge! <laughs> it's just like, what the fuck's going on? No, <laughs> hundreds of years before the dawn of history. <laughs> Stone Edge! <Inge. laughs> like, it's a banger film. I, um, I feel like it's one of those movies that I know is so like important to people's com- like comedic sensibilities mm. that I feel like if you don't have that sense of like, you're not into that type of humour, you must... Oh, yeah, 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 you must. Yeah, it's fully on YouTube. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. Maybe I'll watch it someday. Mm. I have so much media to consume. Yeah. What I'm currently trying to finish is my Goodreads reading challenge for the year. Oh shit! You're I have doing three that? books left to read. You've got a month. I've got a month. I'm currently halfway through a book called Crazy Rich Asians, which was turned oh, into I saw a the rom- movie. 
the movie, the book is so different to the movie. The book's oh, really? like, book's good. I'm enjoying a book. I liked the movie. I like the, the movie. movie is good. the movie's fun. The book is the book's very silly, but sure. it's just like it's complete satire. I'm also listening to a book about the rise of the KGB. Uh, or about, about the rise of like Putin's like KGB cronies taking over Russia, okay, which is sure. horrifying. Yeah, it's Teddy KGB in there. If you don't give me my money. <laughs> <laughs> Teddy KGB. What a guy. What a character. Yeah. John, what are you doing? <laughs> um, He's being John Malkovich. <gasps> hey, that ties into a guy the we're movie. Gonna, the guy we're going to talk about after we finish our last two media yeah. bits. Uh, Crazy Rich Asians is a very fun book. I like mm-hmm. it. Uh, Putin's People, which is my big Putin book. Ah, I listen to it for like 40 minutes a day and work so I can get through the audiobook. And I'm just like, Jesus fucking Christ. We're... we're, we're we're fucked, lads. Yeah. We're destroyed. <laughs> Something Sean's raced to finish was Shenmue. Itoi-san, how do you know about the Three Blades? Years ago, I was Chinese. How was Shenmue 1? Shenmue 1 was a fucking banger. I love that game. I'm so excited to start Shenmue 2. Did you play Shenmue 1 with like something on in the background, or were you just Shenmueing? Uh, what I would do is I would... I was just Shenmueing for most of it. Once I got to the forklift section, I would have it on while I was editing this podcast. Um, <laughs> and so now I've now I'm doing my Final Fantasy dailies while I'm editing this podcast. Oh. So I've gotten back to Final Fantasy fourteen. Well, do you? How do you? But, do you just um, listen to the podcast and then when something happens, you like yeah, pause, pause the game? It. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Highly recommend playing through Shenmue. It's such a weird game it's genuinely like no other game i've ever played before okay it's a game made by a madman who doesn't understand how games work and that makes it so fucking amazing it's such a unique experience like it's do you think it's one of those games you need to play a lot of video games to enjoy no you don't think so no not at all but like in fact probably the less video games you have played the better yeah because I wonder if the thing is like because it's doing stuff that's so unusual for video games it's because mm-hmm. it's doing that that you as a player are like oh this is not what I'm expecting and you get like a big kick out of it or it's just good it's just good it's just good yeah it's just one of those games that like its reputation precedes itself so yeah. much yeah it's got a the final boss is a fucked up gremlin man it's great hell yeah yeah <laughs> um, I do wish I had more free time to play video games yeah I feel like video games are the biggest commitment of a free time. Besides, like, sewing or knitting or some shit or like that. Or editing podcasts. You've literally just said you play video games editing this <laughs> podcast. Uh, you can't prove anything. I'm going to bleep that out. But Sean's la- other favourite pastime, before we get into the media section, <laughs> it's your little comic book roundup. Yeah. There's no X-Men this week, so I can't ask the question. There was one issue of X-Men, but I didn't read it. But I've seen things on Twitter about it that are cool. They have finally confirmed that uh, Nightcrawler's parents are Mystique and Destiny, which is interesting. Like, um, which is the intention, but uh, like when he was created. But uh, Marvel editorial were like, no. No, no. lesbian <laughs> child, please. <laughs> yeah. Comics over here. I've got Tenement, number six. Uh, I still don't. Apparently, we're finding out what's happening in the you next. You said this issue. last time. I know. <laughs> so did the writer. Um, <laughs> but apparently, number seven is the one where you actually figure shit out. 
Uh, Tenement continues to be fucking rad. All I'm going to say is tempo prints are movement. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uncanny Spider-Man number four. Nightcrawler is doing Spider-Man stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spider-Man gets fucking got by a bunch of sentinels and he no. goes to rescue him. Oh. Yeah. And then he gets got by a bunch of sentinels and oh. he is captured at the end of the book. Oh. And it's definitely not Mystique disguised as him in an elaborate scheme to save Spider-Man. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then Immortal X-Men number 17 mm. the, the Phoenix issue uh, Phoenix is back Jean Grey is the Phoenix and it's really cool oh well, it's, you're it's really good yeah you, um, this is not what I was expecting because you to say there's the, there's two plot lines that are happening there's the mutants in the desert yeah there's Professor X alone on Krakoa the last person there all of the narration like all of the text boxes and stuff are snippets of Jean's dialogue from like the past what 80 years of x-men comics oh wild yeah it's fucking crazy it's yeah um, but uh yeah she she comes back they they are gonna fight the bad guys next issue but i found Krakoa. turns out mr sinister's still around and he's in xavier's head and he has been the whole fucking time since day one <laughs> since the 90s fucking x-men i mean yeah. I- one of the things I'll read is my X-Men homework. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, uh, there's a really... There's a really good little dialogue between uh, Xavier and the Sinister in his head. Yeah. Where Sinister is just like, look... Buddy, I don't know what to tell you. He's like, look, I fucked everything up. I, I have ruined... This was a great idea and I fucked it all. Me and Sean having our, our annual meeting about the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, X-Men's in a good place right now. I'm not going to have any X-Men to read for a little bit because there was nothing this week and there's nothing next week. Yeah, we're getting into a weird media time yeah. of the year, I yeah. feel. What's I also, this? I also picked up this. Uh, the Hard Switch. This was very, very good. It's a graphic novel about a... They don't like, exist. What? Graphic novels. It's only real fantasy now. <laughs> True, yeah. No kids' books. No, no kids' books. Novels. Um, it's about the crew of a, like, um, s- salvage spaceship in, like, a sci-fi world. This looks cute. Um, they are on their last trip before the fossil fuel that allows interstellar travel runs out. Ooh! Um, it's really cool. I liked it a lot. Oh, it's interesting. Recommend. I might borrow this whenever I'm allowed to borrow books again. <laughs> Decide I might go on a book buying ban for next year. Mm-hmm. But not only a book buying ban until I get down to like 40 books in my house. Like not even a book borrowing ban. Yeah. Well, you're not borrowing anything from me until you finish your X-Men homework. So. <laughs> yeah. I actually did start reading it a few days ago. Nice. A few weeks ago. Did you get to the apes with the PhDs? No. That's the first issue. Then I did, actually. Okay. <laughs> yeah. When they transform into... Yeah. I, I won't lie. I was reading it and I was like, how many people are related to this man? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is he's a kid? He's a father? What's happening? He has several children. And they all grew up in the future. <laughs> Sean, this is why people fucking hate comic books. (laughs) Overcomplication is also a reason that people hate the the directorial writings, I don't fucking know, of screenplays even, of Charlie Hawk Kaufman. Charlie Kaufman, Who is the screenwriter of the movie, Confessions of a Dangerous Mm -hmm. Mind, our Matt Damon movie of the week. Yeah. 
I like Charlie Kaufman films a lot. This is my first um, Kaufman. I have seen Eternal Sunshine. I've seen Synecdoche, New York. And I have seen I'm Thinking of Ending Things. I do I really like want to see Synecdoche, New York. I hear Synecdoche, New York is amazing. It's really good. Yeah. yeah. It's a weird fucking movie. I do love... Um, what's his name? Philip Seymour Hoffman. That's the yeah, guy. he's great in it. Um, oh. I highly recommend uh, I'm Thinking of Leaving. Or I'm Thinking of Ending Things as I, well. I know what that movie is about I kind of want to read the book and then sure yeah yeah because I feel like that movie you have to I feel like Charlie Kaufman's work Charlie Kaufman does a lot of very like let's read out his kind of filmography because I think yeah. we know what it Was is it being John Malkovich first being so the movies he's written are mm. being John Malkovich human nature adaptation which adaptation I really want to see adaptation is this movie which is like about the art of adapting something but it's like him writing a movie about writing being John Malkovich like it's weird yeah um yeah it's based on his struggles of adapting a book called The Orchard Thief while suffering from writer's block so the like Orchard Thief yeah like the cider yeah Orchard Thief Orchid Thief I'm dyslexic ah okay but it's like a movie where it's like the movie is an adaptation of that non-fiction book but it's also about him struggling to write the adaptation sure like it's yeah. the most charlie kaufman that's, yeah that's a, that's kind of a theme in snake new york as well where mm-hmm. it's about a guy who's making a play and then the play starts to become about his life and then him in the play is struggling to write the play about his life yeah and it just kind of loops and keeps kind of expanding from there it's really cool so after adaptation in the same year he writes this mm. then in 2004 he writes eternal sunshine of the spotless mind jim carrey yeah. um what's her name i don't know muller and scully what's her name uh, Gillian anderson. anderson is Gillian anderson in that? or is it drew barrymore it's, uh kate winslet yeah I, yeah that's me being silly yeah um <laughs> and then synecdoche then Anomalisa, Anomalisa, which I've heard is really good as well. Yeah, um, I'm pro- I'm actually going to watch that this weekend. I think. Yeah, and then I'm thinking of ending things, and then uh, Orion and the Darkest is new thing coming out next year. Yeah, but oh, it's a Netflix thing. Interesting. Oh, is that an animated movie? Yeah, bizarre. An animated fantasy adventure comedy film from Charlie. Co- That's weird. I don't from like DreamWorks and Charlie Kaufman. That is going to be amazing. It's re- that scares me. I'm very excited for that. Uh, but he's like this director that's kind of known for doing these very... They're popular, but they're very like... You know, you know like a homework movie, if that makes sense? Where like a movie yeah, you have to... You feel like you have to be very dialed in. Yeah. And if you watch it in the wrong headspace, you will fucking hate it. Yeah. I was very nearly in that headspace, but then I ate some food during the movie and I got out of that headspace. Hell yeah. But it's, this movie is... This movie is fucking bonkers. It's insane. I just wanna, I've got one more thing about uh, Charlie Kaufman I want to say. Yeah. The early comedy work section of his career, mm-hmm. like on Wikipedia, starts with, between 1983 and 1984, Kaufman and Proch wrote comedic articles and spoofs for Na- National Lampoon. Yeah. His work included parodies of Kurt Vonnegut oh God. and The X-Men. <laughs> it all loops back it all loops back yeah the continuing Garfield syndrome I have I'm choking water from my bed ow I'm just choking on that day 
As I was saying it, I was like, no. Um, we're going to edit that out. Uh, no. <laughs> keep it in. That's staying in. Ow. Coughs and all. No. People don't want to listen to me cough. That's cringe. They don't want to listen to you banging your phone off the table either. <laughs> what was I going to say this movie the Garfield Syndrome the Garfield Syndrome I have for fucking Matt Damon is getting uh, yeah. worse I feel really not as bad as my syndrome from 47 but <laughs> like the girl from uh, Criminal Minds yeah I've seen 47 so much in the last few days oh really yeah Damn. I was listening to my in my book they were like 47 people died and I was like for fuck's sake <laughs> and I said like two other things like whenever I see the 47 I go ah 47 yeah. ah, I should tell Sean about this this is funny um, <laughs> something crazy is going to happen when you hit 47 years old I'm going to die <laughs> Jesus <laughs> speaking of something crazy that happens this movie is fucking insane I was uh, so on board with like the opening of this film you just I saw was, Sam Rockwell's butt cheeks and went, yes, please. Just that, that image of him. Naked. Like, naked, big beard, just staring at a TV. That's, that's like out, like not showing anything. Yeah, that's playing the like, please stand by thing. I was like, oh, it's going to be this kind of movie. Fuck yeah. <laughs> and I was like, and oh. And then it's not that kind of movie. <laughs> then I was like, oh, it's going to be this kind of movie. Yeah. So what this movie is basically about, it's about, a, it's a real life, it's based on a book. Yeah. By... Chuck Brassy, is that how you say his name? Uh, Brassy, Brassy. Oh, let me. I've just listened to. I've just watched a full movie about this guy. I should know what his surname is. Chuck. Yeah. Who Chuck. is a real life man who created a lot of like daytime game shows in the sixties and seventies in America. So he Barris. made Barris. Yeah. Chuck Barris, who made the Dating Game, um, the Newlywed Game. The Gone Show, which is like a massive cultural kind of touchstone. Like these kind of very lowbrow comedy shows in mm. America. And then in 1976 or 86, he basically wrote a book claiming that the entire time he was doing this, he was a CIA assassin. Mm. And no one knows if he was telling the truth or not. Yeah. Because he's he, just one of those guys. He has alternated between saying that... It wasn't true and that he'll never tell anyone if it's true or not. And he's dead now, I think, right? Is or he? Is, is he not? I don't know. Um, but it's just, that's what we're going for. That's what this movie is like. Oh yeah, he is. He died in 2017. Yeah. Damn. So no one will know. Yeah. Um, the CIA sure as fuck aren't going to tell us. <laughs> Shout out to Henry Kissinger. He wasn't in charge of CIA. Was he not? He was Secretary of State. Yeah. Now George Bush the first was in charge of the CIA at the time. Damn. Yeah. Rip Shane McGowan, very sad. Oh, our yeah. song of the week is uh, just the Pogues. Yeah, it can be body. Of any, a- any of them. Um, body of an American, I feel, is a good. Yeah, yeah, it's very sad. Mm. Um, but back to the podcast. This movie is, starts with be- buddy booty cheeks. Um, Sam Rockwell being accosted by Drew yeah. Barrymore because he won't marry Drew Barrymore. Before we get into the plot or anything, I just want to say. It's gonna sound like we're jumping around and like going from one thing to another really quickly. Which is what we do on this podcast. Yeah, but the tone and the pacing of this film are fucking crazy. This is one of those movies you watch and I think if you were on something it would cause you to need to go to the hospital. Yeah. Yeah. Like this, this, this opening section where he's staring at the TV and Drew Barrymore comes in and like 
Why won't I you get, marry me? Yeah. All this stuff. It, it feels like it's going to be like a noir, like kind of psychological thriller film. And it kind of is in parts. But then it like cuts to his backstory and it's like a f- weird sex comedy. We need to talk about the colour grading in this movie. <laughs> Insane. It's fucked. It's crazy. It's fucked. Like, like it changes in every scene. It, For like depending on the tone of each scene, the colour j- grading changes. Yes. Yeah. And, and the are, film stock changes. There are sections in this film where it's interviews with the real people who were involved with this. Yeah. And it's just this horrific, like completely washed out, really brightly lit, like Ugh. There's bits like later on when he's doing spy stuff and he's in like Berlin and Helsinki mm. where especially the Berlin stuff where they do this kind of very old film technique. Where it's obviously like black and white film, but they have coloured it out of like they've painted over it. Yeah, yeah. So you say these like it, it's almost like it's going for like a Shawshank thing. Yeah. You know how Shawshank has the thing where like it's the reds you see. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. they're doing something like that, and I was just like, "What's happening?" Because Wait, you were, Shawshank or not Shawshank? Um, um, Chindlers. Chindlers, yeah. Um, but there's like then other parts where it's just like absolutely like euphoria esque like super super vibrant fluorescent lights. Yeah. Um and like very different lighting and stuff like this. Like truly George what the fuck? <laughs> George So the film follows Chuck Barris, who is a like T V exec uh, and his life as a CIA assassin. And it opens with, like, Drew Barrymore being like, why won't you marry me or whatever. Mm -hmm. Then we get his, like, backstory, which is... fucked. Fucking wild. Uh Uh-huh. Like, when he was, like, 11 years old or something, Uh he convinces one of his sister's friends to suck his dick. Because it tastes like strawberry. Yeah, because he says it tastes like strawberry. And then it cuts to him, like, just kind of trying to fuck for the next... 20 years or so 10 yeah. 20 years and it's like 10 minutes and it's like him on dates yeah like it's just fucking michael sierra being young yeah yeah didn't like yeah, that that was weird that's george michael right there yeah that's scott pilgrim we have different media history oh no i've i've watched all of arrested development like four times oh yeah but that's yeah. like that's what i think anytime i see michael yeah. yeah yeah and like he is trying to get into the like tv industry because he hears that it's an up and coming thing. Yeah, and, and it's set in like the 50s, 60s, and it's like, yeah. it's doing these rapid jump cuts. Yeah. So, like, at the start of the movie, you know that the, the movie kind of ends in 1972, 71, I think. Yeah, some, sometime around. And you that. go back to like the 50s. Yeah. Um, uh, and he's working as like a tour guide for in, NBC. Yeah. He's trying to pitch his own shows. Yeah. He gets what he pitches some. Like reality TV or kind of game show. This all happens very quickly. So before that, right? It goes from he's working as a tour guide to he overhears some women talking about how they want to get with like someone who's an up and coming manager because they're not a manager yet. So they're more attainable, but they're going to be a manager. So they'll be rich. Yeah. Um, So he tries to get into the management training course. uh, He does get in, I think. He does get in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And he does successfully get with a woman because of this. And then she gets pregnant and he gets fired from the management training course and then yeah. they start to break up and then she realizes she isn't pregnant and this all happens in one scene. Yeah. Um, and then Drew Barrymore shows up who is well, her... No, no. That's diff- no, no. 
because no? that's not the same woman. There's a different. Okay, 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 okay. Because then it, then it jumps forward ten years. Oh yeah, no, that was Maggie Gyllenhaal. And then he yeah. he is now writing pop music and is going to American Bandstand, which is like top mm. of the pops kind of thing. Yeah, he's like working as an aide or something. Yeah, he's show. like supervising the show. Yeah. he gets with Maggie Gyllenhaal because she's just on like she's on set one day as like a producer. Yeah, and then he is but fucking Sam Rockwell is naked in so yeah. much of this movie. He re- his ass is out all the time. I'm I'm like Sam good good for you yeah well done I don't need to don't see need your to ass see that much yeah. <laughs> yeah we get it you have a butt um, yeah. he's naked getting beers from the, the like fridge yeah and Drew Barrymore comes in as Maggie Gyllenhaal's roommate and is like wanna get together and he's yeah. like sure it's kind of a good like me cute scene I would yeah think. it is because you realise that like she is basically exactly the same as him she is as manic she, as him yeah she just wants to fuck yeah so then they kind of get together you see this montage of them getting together and then he gets offered by NBC or ABC like $7,500 to make a pilot of the dating show the dating, the dating game, game. Yeah. which is just like what if a woman can't see three guys and she asks some question and she goes out with one of them yeah and, and then he like makes this pilot and montage. But You're... it's it's specifically they want him to make it for a slot that they have in like the like daytime. Yeah, it's a daytime yeah. show. He yeah. does the pilot. They don't pick up the pilot. I because don't because it's all they don't pick up the pilot because it's all the bachelors talking about their dicks, and they're like, we can't show this. <laughs> like, Which one was it? Which was like this. it's where he's well hung. Oh, oh yeah, one of them that... says like one of them one of the girls asks like where are you from and he says oh my like mom is welsh my dad's hungarian so i guess you could say i'm well hung. which i thought was that was good very funny yeah um so he gets like he doesn't pick up his pilot yeah his life's going shit he's getting into bar fights and then who appears sean george with a mustache <laughs> and silver hair and a little trilby i do love trilby george <laughs> but this is when the cia plot starts in this movie yeah and this is when the cognitive dissonance kicks in yeah because there's also crazy narration over a course in this movie we don't really need to talk about the narration it sounds like he's got a frog in his throat yeah it's or just fucked it's yeah. just wild yeah george is like look you fit the you fit the profile for a, a cia agent and sam yeah. rockwell's like okay i'll join the cia i need money yeah and he he does and there's a weird boot camp sequence that's like two minutes long i like the boot camp i thought it was funny yeah i uh, let me let me see i was really here. cold um, on this movie until george showed up i are you the opposite of me Kind of, yeah. I was, I, I, I was kind of into it. Sean? That I, as I was watching, I was like, Sean's going to like this a lot. Yeah. Um, um, I just think the, the, the jumping around, I think if it had been two hours of that much jumping around, it yeah. would have been exhausting to watch. Yeah. You know? Oh, um, they, in, they interview, because they're cutting this in, like interviews with the real people every now and then. It's really only at the beginning and the end that they do it. They, they do don't... it a little bit. At the, they do kind of the end of acts, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they do in interview someone called Gene Gene the Dancing Machine. Yeah. And they don't explain who the fuck he is. He was on the Gone Show. Yeah, they explain it later. Yeah. But when he showed up, it's like, what? Like, so I watched this one. My dad he used to watch one of like the Gone Show, which is like one of his most famous things. When yeah. he turned up, he was like, oh, I know who he is. Yeah. I think if I actually think it's weirdly one of those movies as well. If you would watch the stuff that he made, it's really entertaining. 
because you're like oh I I know all these references because they don't spend any time really explaining the premises of the shows yeah like the dating game they do explain because it's like him pitching it but like the gong show they don't explain it at all it just Mm kind of starts happening but yeah he basically gets hired by the CIA to be an assassin and kind of at the same time that he is offered to do the pilot of the gong show or not the pilot of the dating dating game game again yeah he gets sent down to Mexico I want to talk about the boot camp section a little bit because there's a section where they're mixing nitroglycerin. Yeah. And they're handling nitric acid. Yeah. They should have been wearing goggles and, and masks. Don't be such a fucking narc, Sean. <laughs> they, also, they also zap a man's, or like a dummy's balls with a with a battery. Did you like that? That was funny. Yeah. Yeah, they, they send him down to Mexico to kill a guy. And there's some terrible green screen down in Mexico, apparently. Yeah, just like, it's such a weird fucking looking movie. Like... I think that's the most like the plot of the movie is fine I think if it had been there's a version of this where it's shot very boring and you're like okay this is like you know an interesting story the cinematography is kind of boring mm. it's a whatever film the fact of cinematography in this is so bonkers yeah adds I would love to read know if the script had all the crazy camera shit in it it must have because, it must have because like, all of Charlie Kaufman's shit looks like this as well yeah does it look more like a Kaufman or a Cohen brother movie? Because supposedly that's what George was like. The Coens are my buddies. I'm gonna ask them for some like guidance for directing. There are there are definitely some parts of it that are Coheny. Coheny, yeah. Um, but I would say it's mostly Kaufman. Yeah, yeah. Just like then he does an assassination. Yeah, he kills the guy. It goes okay. Yeah. You think Sam Rockwell would be an assassin? I like Sam Rockwell as an I actor. like Sam Rockwell, yeah. He's good in this. He's really good in this. He's very good in this, actually. Yeah. Sam Rockwell's one of those actors I was like, he's kind of disappears. Mm. Or I was not very aware hey, of him. Hey, hey. He plays the secondary villain in Iron Man 2. I thought you were going to make a Glory Days joke. I mean, that as well. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what I mean. Like, he was kind of a non... Not a non-actor, but he wasn't like a household name mm. until like Moon. And then, weirdly again, when like three billboards and Jojo happened and now oh, I yeah, feel I forgot he was in Jojo yeah and now I feel like people be like oh yeah I know who Sam Rockwell is yeah you know but like maybe people remember this movie from the time I had no idea of it did you no I, no. I had heard the name like I, I had yeah. heard the name talked about with reference to like George Clooney yeah um, but I had no clue what the fuck this was so after the first assassination attempt he goes he goes home mm-hmm. and uh He's talking, he's like vomiting in his bathroom because he's just killed a man and it's it's caught up with him. And uh, Drew Barrymore's character, Penny, is such a fucking dumbass for most of this movie. When she becomes a hippie? Yeah, exactly. When he yeah. moves back. Um... Yeah, because she has gone to LA in the time that he was gone mm-hmm. and become a hippie. And she's like, oh, we should, like, go together and we can be, like, boyfriend, girlfriend or whatever. And he's there, like, standing in the doorway of the bathroom with a gun in his hand, like, hiding it from her. Um, It's like, oh, yeah, no, I was just in Mexico. I'm puking because of the water there. And she's like, yeah, no, you really aren't supposed to drink the water there. I wonder why the water there is bad, but the water here is good. Because it all comes from the same ocean. I'm like... Drew Barrymore, what are you talking about here? Drew, what are you up to? <laughs> but like, um, th- this is... She's out here scabbing. I knew you were going to make that yeah. joke. <laughs> but like, is it a thing of... 
because obviously this is probably his actual wife how long were they yeah like I don't know how long they were married for or what the deal is but like this must be a person he knows like a real person uh there is no spouse named Penny listed but is it like an amalgamation of I would imagine so he has he had a wife from 57 to 76 maybe it's her who knows? Wild that they didn't use her real name in this. Why? Because they used everyone else's ones. That's true, but if it's a thing of like... Yeah, actually, that's a big thing. If he, if this movie has him being married and he's been married three times, you know? like Yeah, he, actually, yeah. Yeah, because like the whole thing is like if he's been married before when all of this is going down, mm. which is kind of what... But the timelines, that's what it looks like it is. It's a very different beast. Yeah. If he has a kid... Which he does at the same time he's doing like that's him going off of being an assassin when he's like a single guy. I feel like reads really different than him like having a kid. Sure. You know, it's also based on his autobiography, which is almost certainly bullshit. Bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, he goes off he gets offered the pilot after he does the assassination attempt. Yeah, because and- they have they just have another open slot and they're like, we need something to fill this. Yeah. He does the pilot. It goes well. And the show gets picked up. Yeah. And he's doing really successful. Mm-hmm. And then George appears again and is like, we need you to do an assassination in Helsinki. And he's yeah. like, I can't fucking do that. And he's yeah, like, he's like, I've got a job. I need to be hosting this show. Yeah. And then the kind of at the same time you find the show is like, we need you to move to an evening slot. We need you to up the ante. Yeah. So they come up with this thing of like, you they go on like foreign holidays for the date and he acts as their chaperone or he acts as chaperone sometimes yeah and the first one you see is one the first time you kind of watch the dating show so in Uh real time you watch it apart from the pilot where they're all talking about their cocks yeah um but it's like your only your only time really sitting down and like you see cuts of it but you won't you don't see the like people on the show in super detail but at this Mm -hmm. time you like watch this woman kind of pick her bachelor yeah and she's talking she's like talking to him specifically because there's there's only three bachelors on it there's like a wall dividing her from the three of them so it's like the whole like sitting in a line the whole concept is it's like you choose based on their answers rather than their appearance but the whole time she's only really talking to bachelor number three i think she is answering asking questions but you're they've just edited out for brevity sure to just to not spoil the bit i got the impression that it was um because Chuck is watching it as it's happening and he's yeah. like, is she really going for Bachelor number three? Come on. I think it is because I've seen clips of the dating show. They're given, like, the, the the girls are handed questions. Oh, okay. So they're sure. asking questions. So she's like, Bachelor number three. Da, 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 bachelor number two. I fully okay. think they don't have the two other Bachelors. Yeah, make. well, we know why. So yeah. that they don't give away the bit. Yeah, because then... Um, they do this dramatic they, Yeah, because like a Bachelor number three is, you know, a, a homely looking man, I would say. Mm-hmm. He's got like a pretty shitty little mustache. He's a little bit chubby. Um, got a pretty bad comb over. Really bad comb over. Um, but then she like chooses Bachelor number three and it like pans from her across and the other two Bachelors who haven't said anything are Brad Pitt and Matt Damon. <laughs> Brad Pitt re-wearing the fucking Michael Myers yeah. wig. And Matt Damon with a really bad haircut. Yeah. It's such a... But like, it's, you just see Matt's side it's, profile. It's fully on screen for like maybe a second. And I'm like, why boys? <laughs> why? It's as a favor to George. 
Like there's a lot done, of favors to George in this movie. They've just done oceans, like they. Yeah, this year, two thousand one, two thousand and two. Uh, something like that. Yeah. 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 This was two thousand and two, so oceans would have been recently. Yeah, it's earlier this year. Yeah, but uh, like, like four episodes ago, three episodes to it. Who, who knows? knows? We, we do too many movies. Yeah. But like that, and that's the man of this movie. He doesn't say one line. He's mm-hmm. on screen for maybe twenty five yeah. frames. This is like. It's probably this, our least amount of Matt. Our second least. Not counting Field of not Dreams. Counting, not counting Field of Dreams, this is the least Matt we have seen. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, for fuck's sake? Yeah. Um, and then they, they go to Helsinki um, on the date. Uh, the, the two of them immediately get into a fight. There's, he's so fucking annoying. He is the fucking worst. Oh my god. Um... But this is where we get to meet our other reoccurring guest star of this film franchise of ours. Julia Roberts. Julia! <laughs> She's back! Because uh, she is acting as like another CIA operative in Helsinki. I feel like she's his handler when he's overseas. Pretty that much, makes sense. Yeah. 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 He's like the main contact. Yeah. And he, they flirting up a fucking storm. Oh yeah, storm. they are. Uh-huh. Um, so he goes uh, and Julia's he... wig game in this movie. <laughs> it's so funny. Fucking great. Julia should do more spy movies. She should. Um, she should. She wasn't in that Oceans. Uh, the Anne Hathaway. Oh, Oceans Eight. She? No, no, she should have been. Um, but yeah, uh, she, he he goes and does an assassination, uh-huh, and then he just goes back. Uh, Chuck does follow him and witnesses the assassination. Though no, he's Chuck. Huh. He's Chuck. No, the other guy. What's the guy? The, uh, bachelor Number Three. Bachelor Number Three does see him on the like. Is like following him around, so that's like because t- he's his like guide in Helsinki, he's and just he just really kind of fucks off. Annoying. He's also the worst. He's terrible. So fucking annoying. Then he kind of goes back, does the hit. Uh, he, the newlywed game comes out. He gets with Julia in Helsinki. Yes, he does. In a very yeah, odd yeah. sex scene where she's like licking him yeah. so much. Must have been very funny to do. We'll say there's so much sex in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Sam Rockwell is getting it. Good for Sam. <laughs> well done, Sam. Um, I I did think there's like so many sex scenes in this movie. It must be so awkward to act them all. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. like Sam Rockwell, I don't know. I don't know Sam Rockwell personally. Um, <laughs> if I did, that'd be funny. Yeah. Um, but like, it must be uncomfortable to do that many sex scenes in a movie. Maybe. I think like being naked that much in front of like a room of like 50 people Sam Rockwell clearly doesn't have an issue with that I know <laughs> it's just ah yeah yeah they get get back and I don't have any notes really between him and Julia hooking up and um this is the bit of the movie and West Berlin <laughs> this this is kind of the weird bit of the movie because actually we've been talking about quite a long time about the movie yeah it is about an hour it's two hours it's, or about, it's an hour 50 it's an hour 50 yeah it moves very quickly, but also, mm. like, there's kind of two plotters, the CIA stuff and him doing the shows. Yeah. And around this point, the shows kind of, basically, Chuck starts to do very bad mentally. It's mm. the kind of, impl- this kind of weird double life of being an assassin yeah. starts to get to him. But he also starts doing, like, four more shows. He does four more shows. He's actively cheating on Penny all the time yeah, all in the their time. house. Yeah. She's, like quite aware of it it's no it's not in their house it's not in her house until and then until it is later yeah. until later yeah but he's just kind of like 
doing the shows, you see a good bit of the shows, which I don't think we need to talk about, nah, really. not really. Because, like, it's, it's... It's all basically variations on the dating game until the gong show comes The out. newlywed game is, like, a very famous... Like, you see bits of it, and there's, like... Yeah. I think when he comes back from Berlin, you see that he's done, like... It's when the pilot of the newlywed game has been picked up, but it's number one in the ratings, so there's a big yeah. party about that. The cops uh, are here. There's been a lot of sirens going by today. I don't know why. Is that why you were late? I cannot speak about anything. Um, <laughs> thank God we didn't record last Thursday is all I'm saying. Yeah, true. Ugh. Jesus. But yeah, after kind of Berlin, very quick, sorry, after Helsinki, very quickly we go to Berlin. Mm-hmm. And there's kind of a few montages of him just like doing assassinations. And there's a lot of kind of time skip montages in this movie. But he goes to West Berlin. There's just a fucking hilarious scene oh. where uh, he's like on the newlywed game mm-hmm. and he... Like, he reveals to the winning couple that they're going on an all-expenses-paid date to West Berlin. And they're both like, an all-expenses... Wait, what? To where? And I went, oh! I went, oh, wait, yeah. no, it's the Cold War. It's the Cold War, yeah. Um, There's other nice places in Germany at this time. Not West Berlin. Yeah, but... not West Berlin. <laughs> um, uh, and this is where he meets... Uh, my buddy. Killer. My, my guy. Your guy? I love Rucker Howard. Yeah, yeah, he's good. Yeah. Yeah. What else? Who else? Who the fuck else? Because I know Rutger Hauer. He was in... Blade Runner. Yeah, that was it. That's why I like him. Yeah. I don't know what else. He... I don't know uh, who I'm There was of... some other sci-fi film he was in as well. Oh, he's not made. I can't think of it. Um... He's just one of those guys. Like, he's... Oh, it was... Uh... Oh, he's been in a bunch of shit. He was in the Buffy movie. He was in Batman Begins. He was in Sin City. Uh, filmography. He's in Rumpelstiltskin. Uh, he was in other movies. I don't know. He's a very good, like that kind of breed of like French German actors that yeah. like just became kind of big stars and like in the eighties to the two thousands. I feel. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. you know, probably had a big film career. I think he's German. German or Austrian? He's, I think he's yeah. He's a Dac. Um, um, but he is he is one of those actors who is in like a fuck ton of like 80s to 90s action movies that you've never fucking heard of and he's great in all of them yeah um, he's great in Blade Runner yeah he's fantastic in Blade Runner no. he's in the Scorpion King 4 Quest for Power in 2015 is that his last movie? Uh, no not by a long shot he died his he? last movie has not come out oh is in post? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, his last movie that was released is called Break also starring a bunch of people I don't know. Yeah. Um, it seems to be like a martial arts film. Cool. But he's kind of... No, it's... What the fuck? It's a pool film. Oh! That could be fun. Yeah, I, I assumed it was martial arts because... Um, <laughs> I go from martial arts to pool. No, because there's like... A guy in oh, what appears to be like... So you... No, there's a guy in what appears to be like monk robes with like a stick and I thought it was like a bow staff, but it's a pool cue. <laughs> That's so funny, Sean. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's in West Berlin. He's hanging out with Rutger Hauer. They kill a guy who's on some um, cross-country skis, and that made me sad. It was very funny, though, because he's like, Rutger Hauer, like, pulls him into a cab. He gets garroted. And garrots him, but his, like, feet are sticking out, and the uh, the skis are on his feet. They, I feel- spend, they spend fully, like, a day or two just kind of 
tailing. They spend a good long. I think they spend about ten minutes in the movie in West Berlin. Yeah, because he gets stuck over there. Yeah, um, he he gets caught by the KGB. The Stasi. That I was like, no, it's the Stasi. Sure. <laughs> no, because that's the secret police in East okay, Germany. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's important to me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He gets caught by the Stasi and he gets imprisoned and he's part of a like prisoner exchange prisoner exchange and we find out the prisoner that he's being exchanged that him and like seven other guys are being exchanged for bachelor number three (laughs) i thought that was so (laughs) funny so good and the woman he kissed being the the bachelorette (laughs) bachelorette, yeah that was i was like oh that's a fucking great bit yeah that's that's really good that's a really good payoff and and like setup yeah and he's just there like are you fucking serious this guy (laughs) this guy's worth seven of us like the, I do like the West Berlin bit because it's yeah. kind of you also see this is when Chuck starts to kind of be like oh shit I can't live this life anymore yeah and it's also because Rutger Harris character Keeler is like is like a, his friend in a way that friend Clooney and, mentor and, and Julia are kind of not there's a big the dynamic between George and, and Chuck in the movie or Bird or whatever uh, George yeah Clooney, Jim Bird Jim Bird the United States Jim Bird is like he kind of is like a tormenting devilish figure I yeah, would say he is, yeah. because he's like he's given him this amazing opportunity but also Sam does not want to do it yeah from about 20 minutes like 10 minutes after he joins the CIA he does mm. not want to be in the CIA but he's anymore. kind of stuck he's now. kind of stuck and so George will just kind of show up and be like you have to do this you have to do this and there's this whole thing of like the West Berlin one is a little different because that's um Chuck is having like a, a mental breakdown and uh, George is kind of like, maybe this will help you feel better. Yeah, and there's a whole thing of like, they set up that, like they even set it up where he comes back from Helsinki and he's like really up and like proud of himself because he's gotten with Julia Roberts and then they mm-hmm. kind of say to him like, oh no, we let that happen. We told her to get it with you. Yeah. And he's like, oh, what the fuck? You know, which is very fucked up actually when yeah. you think about it. Um, But he comes back from West Berlin. He's kind of, he wants to leave the life. Mm-hmm. He's cheating a lot on Penny. She yeah. kind of c- catches him in their house. I will say Drew's good in that scene. I, Drew's good in this film, I think. Yeah, Drew's a weird actress, I feel. Yeah, she is. Because she's so, like, even as a person, she's so like, la, 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 la. Mm. I feel like it's very difficult for her to do anything serious. And then she, yeah. they kind of stop writing characters like this, which are, like, very wafy characters. Mm around now you know so she just doesn't kind of have a type to play anymore sure if that makes sense the type that she plays now is scab now she just has a tv show yeah and does she have that anymore is that oh yeah is that still going after the whole thing yeah the thing with that tv show is i've seen clips of that tv show before she scabbed sure it looks actually very like wholesome and nice yeah like i do think drew barrymore seemed like a nice person before she scabbed yeah you know um, which made me the scabbing made me very sad yeah um, I was disappointed mm-hmm. um, but around when he gets back from the East Berlin Exchange he realises that that's when can he kind of makes the gone show oh yeah this is where I was like my, my next note after Bachelor of Theory Theories what the fuck is happening why are they all singing if I had a hammer and why are they all terrible because that's what the gone show was yeah the gone show was basically they would hire it was kind of like a modern day freak show is how it was described yeah. to me. Like they would just get people along and they would gong them when they were... When they were bored. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was saying to Sean, it's where the famous meme of like, 
or bit of like you get like a, a stick and pull people off stage mm. it comes from that like it looks like a show that they were just they were on mountains of cocaine yeah, all the way through they yeah. had to be and this is the point kind of where um, Sam starts to look like he's melting when he's on stage uh, he looks physically ill but I think that was just what like TV was like at the time yeah probably the lights are so hot mm. Um, and also he's just doing terribly he, it's also when they find out there's a mole in the, in C- the CIA because yeah. they kill Keeler yeah that's they kill Keeler and um, it's, it's, it's right after he gets back from Berlin that he goes and meets George and he's playing like a record really loud and he tells him about the mole so the mole happens then he meets Keeler because Keeler comes over for dinner and he's like yeah. I think he was like oh I think Keeler thinks I'm the mole I'm not the mole mm. I really like the scene where Keeler is like, this industry, eh? Because um, yeah. like you get the vibe that Keeler has been like a, an operative for years. Yeah. Like since the World War or something. Yeah. Um, Keeler dies. They label it as a suicide because they write suicide on his big toe tag. Yeah. <laughs> and George is there. And this is when the movie gets really fucking trippy. Yeah. It's when this, this is where things start getting. This is when wild. you start melting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And all the way through this, they are cutting back to him being in the fucking hotel room. So you're seeing a yeah. lot of bearded, is, naked Sam all the way through this movie. This is the point where my college webinar that I forgot was on. So I had it kind of in the background while I was watching this movie uh, ended. Sean, you need to stop Jules. I can't judge. I went on my phone a little bit during this movie. Damn. I can't imagine that would have helped it at all. Um, The webinar or the movie? I mean, going on your phone during the movie. It was fully when it was bits, which was like, there was something, like, there was just a bit of dialogue happening, and I'd be, I was, like, replying to a text message. Sure. Like, I wasn't, like, watching YouTube reels or something. Yeah. Um, you didn't have Subway Surfers and, like, Family Guy No, I go. wasn't playing Merge Mansion. <laughs> this time. This time. Uh, it is very funny. I get called out all the time I go on my phone watching a movie, even though I live with the world's biggest ipad kid my mother uh, <laughs> so she has an ipad and she's just on instagram all day nice um i'm sure that's good for her yeah but then there's a a, a good confrontation after keeler dies between bird and sam yes bird and chuck this is this one at the pool yeah yeah this I- is, no this is just after uh penny confronts him because she catches him with a woman in their house. In their house. Yeah. And she's just like, come on. Like, I, I knew this was happening, but you're in our house. I wonder if Penny is an amalgamation of his two wives. And this is when his first wife leaves him. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. But yeah. like, it's like, it, that's just me guessing. Sure. Um, he confronts George. George is sitting on like the side of his pool. Mm. Then you find out Chuck's terrible backstory. Yeah. Yeah. Because all yeah. the way through, they're talking about Chuck's a type. He's a profile. Yeah. And we find out what that actually is here. And it's... Uh, he, pulled, he pulled a Charles Xavier on it and murdered his twin sister in the womb. Murder's a strong word. I choose to believe. I think, like, that does happen where you, like, absorb... Did he, like, choke the umbilical cord or did he absorb her? I know in X-Men he like had a fist fight with her and then choked her out. I don't think that's what happened I in the movie. I think that's what happened. I don't... Because there's a big difference between like his umbilical cord killed her versus he absorbed her. Sure. I think he like... 
I think the, his umbilical cord got stuck around her neck. Is sure. The, because that's the thing, the mother... Because if it's an absorption, then you don't know it's... Mm. But the mother raised him as a girl for like yeah. four years. For like 11 years. Oh, is it 11 years? It's for a long time. No, it's until his little sister was born. So yeah. it's like five years. Yeah. So. Sorry, I got that mixed up with the previous flashback, which was to when he was 11 and he was Michael Sarah. Yeah. Then you also find out his dad's a serial killer. Yeah. Because his mom had an affair with a serial killer. And you're uh-huh. like, this is too much information all at once. Yeah. And then George Clooney is dead. And I was so confused about how George Clooney died until they, like, implied that Sam killed him. Yeah, that's what I thought as well. But then how the fuck did Sam get away with it if he shot him in his own pool? He was a CIA guy. They covered it up. I know. And then Sam goes to the gong show. And this is when his mental breakdown happens on the gong show. Yeah. Because he he harasses the... Is this, is this a real thing that happened? Because I went looking for any, like, mention of this actually happening and I couldn't find it see because it wasn't live I don't think okay like I don't think TV could TV be live back I don't I genuinely don't know I wouldn't be surprised if the gong show was one of those things that was edited because I feel like it had to be you know maybe it did happen maybe it's been lost to time but also I feel like it wasn't as cinematic as this yeah Uh. definitely not yeah he just fucking goes off during an episode of the gong show Uh, this is where he looks like really ill he's like Pasty. Like almost yellow. Yeah. And then this is when we kind of catch up to the start of the movie. He's in his apartment naked. No, he meets up with uh, Julia Roberts. First. No, that's afterwards. No, when he go when... That happens after he like clears himself up. Shit, does it? Yeah. Damn. Sure. Sean's like, wait, no. Yeah, the timeline of this movie is so fucked. I'm... Maybe it is, but like I'm just yeah. looking at the Wikipedia. I could have sworn that it was... Yeah, see what it says on the Wikipedia. He finds him. He finally leaves his room and meets her in Boston. After, yeah. No, this is before, the the time before that when Penny catches them. Oh, that's well before this. Oh, yeah? yeah that's before Penny catches him with the, with, oh, before yeah, he gives no, her to Bird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she says that she's giving him one more chance. Yeah. Yeah. He could, like... Julia, he's basically been having an affair with Julia the entire course yeah. since they met in the movie. He does have a one weird, um, like, scene where he's imagining living a life with both of them. And I'm like, yeah. you could just do that, buddy. Mm-hmm. No, it was like the 60s. He couldn't do that. 70s, I think, at this stage. Oh, no. Hey, swing- then he probably could. Swingers. Yeah. Get that keyboard. Um, <laughs> God, my... F- Brief tangent. My friend was telling me about her. She used to do temp bartending work, and she actually got put in a temp bartending oh, yeah. work in a swingers party, oh, but that's... an OAP swingers party. And I, I have such a desire to be a fly in a wall. <laughs> you know, I desperately don't. I think it's like. I would imagine there would be some crazy drama though, like the beef between them. Like OAP it could be swingers like, must be fucking. Mental. It could be like oh, like it could be forty year old beef. Yeah. The drama, yeah. the spice. <laughs> Pre nine eleven beef. Pre nine eleven beef. <laughs> Pre fall of the Berlin Wall beef. <laughs> but he kind of clears himself out. He cuts his beard. He straightens himself up. He goes to. He beach. grows the beard first. He like just fucks off and lives. Yeah, in this a, is when in like apartment. When, yeah, yeah we catch I'm... up to the beginning of the film. Yeah. And he cleans himself up. Uh, and he, he goes and he meets Julia Roberts mm-hmm. and nothing bad happens and the movie ends there. Julia does poison him. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Julia no, tries she... to kill him. Yeah. So Julia, we discover that she Julia was... the mole. She was the mole the whole time. Yeah. Um, and she poisons him. Because mm-hmm. um, she like has... Is it like a little tea that they have? A coffee? It's coffee. Yeah. 
Um, uh, and he has like a little like sugar thing that he puts in, uh, and it's poisoned. And I don't think it's the sugar. I think it's the actual no? coffee. Because I rewound this to watch it. A oh few no! Times. Yeah, she had. Yeah, she it had the sugar on the, it to the, show the, that the marker. Yeah. And then um, he, he like starts reacting to poison really quickly and yeah. she's like, oh, it's weird you're reacting this quickly. Yeah. Um, and it he usually like, takes a few minutes and she starts like monologuing, monologuing and explaining that she's the mole. And it's just, all. it's Julie up to this, like Julia, Julie, no one can del- deliver a monologue like Julia Roberts. Yeah, she's great. Because I feel like she is, like her role in Oceans and her role in this movie up until this point is she's just kind of a pretty object mm. and she's very much like a pretty object in uh, up until this like she's just kind of like an object of desire for Sam yeah but this is when she's like allowed to actually kind of do things do things yeah. and you're like oh it's totally convincing that she's like yeah all of you keep trying to fucking sleep with me this is how I've gotten away with it and yeah. I'm like yep yeah, uh-huh. exactly yeah and then it's so disappointing when she starts dying. Yeah, because Sam switched the drinks. Sam, <laughs> he dis- he did something so smart where he yeah. he switched the drinks, but he just spun them. Yeah, and then so he flop- it- he flipped the milk in the middle of round. So she thinks he's switched the drinks. Yeah, and then she switches and then the she dr- switches them back. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so she dies. He writes like a fake suicide note for mm-hmm. her, and then he kind of the shows all get cancelled, and he's like unhappy about it but he kind of accepts it yeah. there is a thing all the way through where people are like commenting about how he's like the death of american media yeah which is like <laughs> yeah you kind of are sam yeah from the gong show to tiktok is a straight line you joke but i actually know yeah, that is i genuinely believe that. yeah i yeah. think you can make them it's the like lowbrow kind of crass yeah now you just know the Gong Show would not was definitely banned by the censor agency in Ireland. Oh, must have been. Yeah. Have you ever watched like, like TV shows from like the seventies in England? Even no. they're so fucking horny. Well, I mean, I've like I've seen old Doctor Who, like. But it's like they'll have like shows that were on at like five o'clock, and there's fully naked people on them, Damn. like topless girls, and you're like, you wouldn't be allowed to show that now. Yeah. Now there's a watershed. Yeah, like. There's a reason the watershed exists. It's because of fucking TV in the 70s. Um, maybe that's a good thing. It's because of the gong show. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it's because of the gong show. Um, but he, you know, he settles. The shows get cancelled. He goes mm-hmm. home. He goes back to his like hotel with Penny. Yeah. Or his house with Penny. And he writes an autobiography called Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of all settled. And then he, him and Penny get married. Yeah. He does see the like, he does see George in a vision at the wedding. Yeah. And then in the car, he tells Penny, look, yeah, we're like married after now. After the wedding, he's like, I'm a CIA agent. I have killed 37 he's, people. Yeah. He's like really upset about it. And she laughs because she thinks it's a joke. Yeah. And then you're like, oh God, like that is existentially horrifying. If you were this person having this big secret. Yeah. Everyone who knew about the secret is now dead. Mm-hmm. You've told your partner and she thinks you're joking. And then it cuts to now back to this weird kind of like film being melted like film stock and yeah. it's a real and guy it's him. Yeah. and he's like who knows yeah and then the movie's over yeah and you're like ha it's a very Kaufman ending really yeah. Yeah. I must watch a Kaufman is this a weird intro to Kaufman yes or is this... definitely yeah. yeah this is not like you, you'll be able to see aspects of this that are similar to his other stuff but none of his other stuff's like this um I think this movie is 
Weirdly, I actually think it's very well made by George. I liked this a lot. Yeah, I, I really knew you this. would. Yeah, I thought I this was great. I knew you would. Um, I don't think it's amazing. I think it's like better than I thought George's first movie would be. Sure. You know? Because like, I'm scared of the George movies. Mm-hmm. Because George, like in fairness to George, George admits when he makes a stinker. And okay. he's admitted some of his movies aren't like, he's like, oh, I liked making it. It didn't come together properly. I haven't heard him talk about Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what he thinks of it. Sure. But how do you think it did in the box office, Sean? Terrible. I cannot imagine. Actually, no, it had the star power of Sam Rockwell, George Clooney and Julia Roberts behind it. And Drew. And Drew Barrymore. Maybe, what was it? budget 30 million 30 million they all took pay cuts to make it i'm gonna say mm, 33 33 nice <laughs> made 50, like 16 in america 17 sure. opened at a terrible time of year for this movie okay opened christmas another fucking christmas movie it opened the 27th of december to the 2nd of january i think it opened on christmas like new year's eve jesus christ um so what do you think 2002 last week of the year uh-huh. what are you, what are movies do you think are in the box office uh two towers yes um one of the harry potter's probably chamber of secrets correct that's number eight twin towers is number one yeah and it's uh third week sure this is i'll i'll we're like children at this yeah. time. If you've guessed two, I think I can tell you the rest if you nah, want. Give me, give me a hint to the top, like the other top three. Number two and three. Number two yeah. is a movie um, starring uh, Leo DiCap and Tom Hanks. DiCap and Tom Hanks? Uh, genre? Kind of a thriller. A thriller? Is... I don't fucking know. It's not Memento, is it? Neither of them are in that movie. Damn. Catch me if you can. Oh, I haven't seen that. Yeah, neither have yeah. I. Uh, uh, Stevie joint. Stevie Soderbergh or Stevie Spielberg? Spielberg. Nice. Hell yeah. The next movie you will not guess. Oh, no? No, it's a hey. rom-com. Hey, give me, give me an actor. Hugh Grant. Uh, Love Actually? No. No? No. Don't know. Two Weeks Notice. Also, sorry, Sandra sure. Bullock. Some other movies made in Manhattan, which I think stars... That star, uh, Jennifer Lopez, does a lot of... I'm Ralph Fiennes. Yeah. What a... Whoa, Ralph Fiennes? Ralph Fiennes. This is what I mean. They don't make rom-coms anymore. Yeah. Like, two weeks... There's two rom-coms. They both made, like, 30 mil each. You sure. know, that's pretty good. Yeah. Number five is Gangs of New York. Oh, which cool. is Marty. Is it a Marty joint? It is Marty. That's, I don't think that's Mar- a good Marty, though. I don't think there's a bad Marty. No, I think Gangs of New York, like, isn't isn't great like, right. I, don't think I guess it, I'm gonna watch Gangs of New York this weekend like then. I think it's like it's it made a lot of money but like I don't like I don't think it's a classic Marty I could sure. be wrong like it's Charl- it's Cameron Diaz Danny Day-Lewis Leonardo DiCaprio like it's, I think that movie cost yeah. like a, I think that movie just broke even I could be sure. wrong but I think it was like a oh Marty this isn't great and then like the next movie he did was The Departed yeah and yeah. I'm so excited for The Departed we're nearly there we're nearly there We've got some shit to get through first, though. Number, uh, the next movie in the box office is The Wild Thornberries. Yo! Uh, then we've got Drumline, Harry Potter, The Hot Chick, Die Another Day. The Hot Chick? Die Another Day coming out around now, around the born inning is happening, it's makes so much up. sense. Is that a Pierce Brosnan? It is a Pierce yeah. Brosnan. Yeah, Bond was doing bad in the early 2000s. Yeah. Star Trek Nemesis, big, oh, my big factory shit. wedding. Nemesis, the worst Star Trek film? I trust you. Is that the one with Tom Hardy? That, like, ruined his career for a good few years? I believe so. Uh-huh. 
and the Santa Claus Two analyze that Lion King. Re- like come analyze on. the Santa Claus Two. No, <laughs> it's called Analyze That. That's a that's a whole other podcast. Treasure Planet. I love. Yo. Uh, Chicago Pinocchio adaptation. Oh. Oh, Charlie. Yeah, the hours. Um, I'm trying to find where this movie is. We're very low down in the. This movie opened number sixty. But I say it opened on a small screen. I think it opened on four screens, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Spirited Away is also in the box office. Oh, cool. Opening on 38 screens. Or it's been there for a while. <sighs> Let's do it, Sean. All right, let me get my numbers. This is what, 27? Yeah. I, I just got I, hung- I just got hungry. I feel like when we hit 30, we have to do something. Something has to change. Why do you think that? Because this is untenable. We can't keep... Sean, this is your bitch! funny though I, I don't think it needs to be drastically changed we'll see we'll we just see. need to increase our time each time I think sure yeah because we do get oh, like you freak out I'm always the one that fucking forgets yeah or your first time listening to the podcast what the bit we're referring to is our rankings which is without looking at our rankings we do them like before we like before we watch the movie or yeah. before we talk about the movie we Without looking at our previous list, we rank all the movies we've watched so far, which has been 26 movies. Yeah. So the half the, the, the trouble is it's remembering all the movies more so. Yeah, like more, more than the order, just remembering what they all are. Uh, what is... they all are. We're going to give ourselves a minute today. Okay. I we're think we're be nice. I we're think we deserve kind. a minute. Sure. Because I feel like this movie is also quite high in the ranking for both of us. Mm-hmm. Or not high. Like the, it is it is harder when the movie is higher up because everything shifts I feel yeah so we're gonna set a timer for a minute and we'll be back with you promptly okay we're done we're done we're done Fuck. okay you going I don't remember anything through me I, I was gonna do my top like 10 yeah and then you were like oh and I was like no I have to go to the bottom I did not get many I only got like five or six in I got one two three four five six seven eight nine I got ten in total I was like, isn't that great for you yeah I know what my top like like five are. Sure. Um, well, starting out at the bottom, number twenty-seven. The good old boys. The good old boys. I'm not gonna lie, I haven't looked for it in a while. So, Bounty is still open. If anybody wants to to go find it for me, um, I'll buy you. I'll 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 tell you what. I'll buy you three pints wow. at this point, right? Uh, number twenty-six for me. Yeah. Is Jay and Silent Bob straight back? And 26 for me is all the pretty horses. Mm-hmm. Number 20. shit movie. <laughs> it's bad. Uh, number 25 for me is Titan AE. Number 25 for me is Rising Sun. Another piece of shit movie. Uh, number 24 for me is The Legend of Bagger Vance. Number 24 for me is also The Legend of Bagger Vance. Is that correct? It's yeah. what my list says. So. No, I'm saying for me. Sure. Number 23 for me is All the Pretty Horses. Number 23 is Jay and Tell and Bob Strike Back. Number 22 for me is Field of Dreams. Number 22 for me is also Field of Dreams. My Banger Vance and All the Pretty Horses might be flipped for me, but that's fine. Uh, number 21 for me is um, Rising Sun. Number 21 for me is School Ties. Number 20 for me is Jerry. Uh, number... 20 is Geronimo. We are also now officially in the soup. This is what we call all the three star movies that the yeah. order can kind of shuffle around each week. Yeah. 
So in case you're like, why the fuck is this here this week? That's yeah. why. Because And also because we're not looking at last week's Yeah, list, it's so. hard. Uh, number 20 for me is Jerry. Number 20 for me... Wait, number 20 for you? Yeah. Number 20 for me is Geronimo. Oh no, sorry, never mind. I, I fucked... Yeah, no, number 20 for me is Geronimo. Uh, number 19 for me is Chasing Amy. Number 19 is Finding Forrester. Number... Did I say 18 or 19? I, number 19. eight. Number 18 for me is Rounders. Number 18 is Chasing Amy. Number 17 is Geronimo. Number 17, I think, is Rainmaker. I'm not I'm not convinced of that, though. I feel like it was not as low. Yeah. I could be wrong, but I... I do, too, but fuck it. Yeah. Um. What was that? Number 17 for me is Geronimo. Oh, wait. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Number 17 for me is Spirit. Okay. Number 16 is Rainmaker. Okay, number seven, 16 for me is Finding Forrester. Uh, what other movies have we watched? Number 15 for me... I remember what I think is number 11 is going to be for you this week. I think I do too. But number 15, The Majestic. Number, okay. number 15 is The Majestic? Yeah. Number 15 for me is School Ties. Number 14 is Titan A. Number 14 is The Majestic. Uh, number 13 yeah. is Mystic Pizza. Number 13 is Spirit for me. Damn, okay. Yeah. Uh other movies uh Courage Under Fire yeah yeah they, yeah yeah I see, I see I see I see it's all coming together what's your number 12 my number 12 is Courage Under Fire number 12 for me is Mystic Pizza my number 11 is The Born Identity oh where no you've had have you said The Town's Mr. Ripley no Oh, you said that really low last week. Did I? Yeah, you said that number 10 last week. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. I think it's next. Oh, yeah, that doesn't surprise so, me. No. Um, uh, Goodwill is below... Ripley? Ripley. So, yeah, that's th- thanks for for clearing that up. Did I me. help you? Yeah, you did. Um, so, my number 11 is Born. Mm-hmm. First one. Yeah. The identity. Mm-hmm. Now, this is really my section where it's been chopping and changing so much recently. Yeah. Because I've rewatched some of the movies we've done, so my rankings have shifted a little bit. Sure. Um. So my number eleven. What is my number eleven? I think I've got it from here. This is what always happens. My bottom, I always feel a lot more concrete on, and then yeah. you know your top really well. Yeah. <laughs> Did you just laugh at the, it's me saying top and bottom? Oh my god, you're such a fucking <laughs> child. Um, I don't know why I said that with such force. I'm definitely getting hungry. Um, what's my number 11 this week? Do I say this is my number 11? No, I'm going to say my number 11 is... Glory Days. I don't know if that's definitely there, though. Okay. Uh, my number 10 is Goodwill Hunting. My number 10 is Dogma. Sure. Uh, my number 9 is the talented Mr. Ripley. My number 9... I've, my... I've just filled in my the rest of mine, and there's something in here that cannot be correct, but I think it is. Num- my number 9 is Courage Under Fire. So apparently my number 8, which I have put above um, Goodwill Hunting, the talented Mr. Ripley, the Born Identity and Courage Under Fire is the third wheel. 
I haven't seen the third wheel yet. Yeah, you're damn, okay. So your number nine is what? My, uh, sorry, my number nine is Mr. Ridley. My number nine is Courage Under Fire. My number eight is The Third Wheel. My number eight is Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. My number six... Number seven? seven. Number seven. My number eight is Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. My number seven is Rounders. My number seven is The Third Wheel. A good rom-com. It was fun. Six gonna be um am i am i missing something hang on, hang on no okay yeah my number six is gonna be dogma my number six is the rainmaker my number five is confessions of a dangerous mind okay yeah that feels respectable yeah i like this movie yeah i think it's good i think as i was watching i've now realized what my rankings are yeah um which is they are the order I will want to rewatch the movies in. Sure. So when and that's what I've noticed is if I rewatch a movie, it tends to go down in my rankings. Sure. Because actually, no. You know what? What? You know what? I've because I've I, I have my top three done. And I've just realized what my number four would be. My number five is Ocean's Eleven. Okay. My number five is The Board Identity. My number four is Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. Wow. My number four is Good William Hunting. My number three is Jerry. My number three is The Talented Mr. Ripley. Uh, my number two is Glory Days. My number two is Ocean Ocean's Eleven. My number one. What a bullet. Bribe Ryan. I'm a goddamn, I'm a fine of warfare. Hell yeah. Um, Yeah, the rankings are every week. The fact now An that- ordeal. I love to, I actually think it's a very good way to keep the movies fresh in our brains. I do too. Yeah. Um, I do feel like my bottom could, like, or like my middle- bottom like from school ties down to chasing amy could all be reordered yeah i think i could i think i could do with giving them a rewatch at some point and see how that changes i think it's a thing it's just been so long yeah because that's like for like we rewatched glory dates about two weeks ago yeah and i am definitely rewatching it the second time i was like oh so much of my like enjoyment of this movie was watching it with Sean in a slightly delirious state yeah that the second time I was like I still like it but I don't yeah. like it as much I liked it as which much like, yeah where yeah. I think you had you weirdly had the same thing with Bourne last week where yeah you watched yeah, yeah, yeah. it really tired so you were like and you you knew what was going to come in the other two mm. where if it's been the first time we'd watched it you probably would have it a little higher but the rewatch like dragged it down for you yeah 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 um, do we have any emails this week? I haven't checked. Let's see. Uh, if you want to email us, you can do so at sinewavepod at gmail.com. That's sinewavepod at gmail.com. You can check us out on social media at uh, sinewave on Twitter slash X and Instagram and sinewave36 mm-hmm. on TikTok. Yeah. Uh, and we have no emails this week. That's okay. Yeah. Um, so we were talking to a friend. Of, I think I said this last week. We were talking to a friend of ours. Uh, we were talking about promoting a podcast. And I was like, yeah. really, truly, promoting it on social media, it probably does make a difference. It really doesn't feel I've, like it makes a difference. I, I've seen our viewing numbers from the last two weeks. I think it might make a difference. Does it? Because yeah. I see the views we get on our respected social medias. Uh-huh. The views are so low. So let me... Like, our tweets get, like, 10 views. I don't know. We've had a two weeks of Hannah and Sean have both been very burnt out, I feel. Yeah, yeah. So, um, 
We still haven't put the, the, the spoiler stamps in for the spirit episode. Have we not? No. Oh shit, I should do that. Uh, they've all listened to it already. It's probably fine. It's fine. Um, but yeah, this is... Oopsies. This is this week. This is last week. But that week we were late posting socials as well. Were we? Yeah. Damn. That week we weren't. And week. like that week we were posting as normal. Sure. So like, I truly think it's random. It can't be though. Could just be based. I don't know. This is an off mic discussion. Yeah, we'll so figure it out. So, the we should discuss on mic is the Matt Damon fact of the week. Whoa. Which is Matt Damon met his lovely wife um, while, when she was working as a bartender while filming this next movie we're going to talk about. Stuck on You? Stuck on You. Jesus, that's a cursed film to meet your future partner on. Yeah. Directed by the Farley brothers. Of like Dumb- Chris Farley? Yeah. Damn. Bob and Peter Farley of Dumb and Dumber fame. Peter I don't know if it's Chris Farley. It's the guy who wrote Dumb and Dumber directed this movie. Oh, fuck yeah. Um, This is going to be a banger, I'm sure. Byline. Whatever happens to the boys, one thing is certain. Nothing will ever come between them. (laughs) (laughs) Who does this film? I don't know. Keep going, keep going. In Martha's Vineyard, Massachusetts, conjoined twins, Walt and Bob Tenner, make the best of their handicap by being the fastest grill cooks in town. What? <laughs> While outgoing Walt hopes to one day become a famous actor, shy Bob prefers to stay out of the spotlight. You could When say- fading Hollywood actress... I want you to guess before I say this name. Uh... I think it's 2003. Cultural significance... Like, fading Hollywood actress in 2003? Mm-hmm. Fucking, uh... Oh, what's her name? Audrey, Audrey Hepburn? She's dead by this stage? Damn. Liza Minnelli? No. Let me just to tell you? Yeah. Cher! <laughs> Not someone I would describe as an actress. An actress, yeah. No, me neither. She was in the new album movie. Um, decides to get her show Honey and the Bees cancelled. Honey and the Bees? Yeah. Or the Bez or something. I don't know. Let me see. It's B-E-A-Z-E. Yeah, bees. Bees. Um, she hires Walt and his brotherly appendage as her co-stars. But their additional surprising... Their addition surprisingly achieves the opposite. This movie's meant to be awful. Uh, Matt is Bob. Greg Kinnear is Walt. Eva Mendes is April. Cher Greg Kinnear, pl- who's he? he? Greg Kinnear is in... Uh, he's the dad, I think. Little Miss Sunshine. He's in iRobot. He's in uh, Brigsby Bear. Um, he's in As Good as Success. He's one of those actors you'll definitely recognize, I feel. Yeah, I do. He looks like an American Hugh Grant. Yeah. Like, he's in something recently. Like, I think he was in a TV show recently. Sure. Yeah. Just Dane Cook's in this. Fucking Malcolm from Malcolm in the Middle plays himself. Frankie. Fuck yeah, Frankie Muniz. Yeah, Meryl Streep's uncredited role. This movie's meant to be donkey shit. Like, Sylvester. No, Skylar Stone. I thought it was Sylvester for a second. Uh, I thought Michael Kine was in it, but it's a guy called Michael Clan. Ah. Um, uh, he was in Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt for two episodes. Greg Kinnear was. Yeah. He was in Bojack Horseman. He was in You. He was in. Wait. Uh. Oh, he was in Anchorman too. Movie Forty Three. Oh. Everybody's favorite. Gregory. 
Uh, I know, I recognise him. I think he was yeah. in something recently. Like, he was in the Stan miniseries, <gasps> what? Hannah, he wasn't in iRobot. He was in Robot. He was in Robots. Oh, that's it. Yeah, Greg Kinnear. Great guy. That's that's coming up next week. That's coming up next week. Uh, also, next week, uh, 10 days from today, we will be recording our Christmas special. Not for them, friend. Huh? Well, not for them. No, but for us. Yeah, for us. Yeah. Um, um, we will announce it next week because this is yeah. episode is dropping on the 5th. So we are, there's going to be some scheduling happening shortly. Shortly. Yeah. We are probably going to do it where we take a week off, give you the Christmas special and then take another week off yeah. because um, we deserve a break. Yeah, it's Christmas. It's Christmas. We're also just going to be away. So we yeah. just want to... I'm going back out west. Right, back out west. Um, we didn't talk about the toy show. Shout out to that kid with the mullet on the toy show. Shout out to Shamey, my Shamey. hero. And yeah, we're just going to be a little bit busy, but we're doing the Christmas special. We've locked in a date to record it. Yeah, it's going to be nonsense. Yeah. We also, like, I don't know about you. I'm just like, I like doing the podcast. I need a little break from the podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah I need a little bit of a break from having to rank all those movies every week. I'm, I just don't want to think about Matt Damon. <laughs> I'd actually, it's not, even, it's not even thinking about Matt Damon. It's mm. the movies we watch that Matt Damon is so little in it. Yeah. That I'm like, why am I here? Like this one. Yeah. Now, there will be other movies. How close are we to Jersey Girl? I think we're really close. Oh, Kevin. My guy. Uh, we're like two films away. Yeah, is it after Stuck on You? It's at uh, Euro Trip is after Stuck on You. Oh! Jersey Girl is after. Never mind, I'm back in, baby. Yeah, Scotty doesn't know. Do we want to make that our last episode before the break? I think it might be. Yeah. Yeah, I'll see. Even if we record it and then we can have it drop. Yeah, after like the break. Uh, oh, we're so close to born. <laughs> We've already had a born. We're gonna get another born. We're so close to... Shea Part 2. Shea Part 2. Happy 5th of December. It's little Christmas. I think this actually is Christmas in the Netherlands. Ah, Happy happy Christmas to anyone listening in the Netherlands. Happy mini Christmas. Maybe it's the 7th. I'm bad at dates. my tweet about Kissinger on the sine waves podcast on the Twitter uh, no, I didn't. <laughs> it says you know Kissinger will be all over Treadstone oh yeah <laughs> damn am I wrong no you're not you know who strangely really liked this movie who my father sure because he used to watch up watch the Gone Show growing up. Oh, wild, okay. Because it's, act- it's an actual thing. It's an actual, yeah, he's a yeah. real guy. Yeah. So he was like, oh, I remember this. And yeah. he was like, it was the most unpolitically <laughs> correct thing in existence. I'm sure. And he's like, but you know that bit of like, someone being taken off stage with a cane? Yeah. That comes from the Gone Show. Oh, cool. So which I was like, oh, that's an interesting, um, 